You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that ad. Well, today is uh, trash talk day number two. The long-awaited, finally arrived, laughing at the enemy segment for the Chicago Bears is here. Sorry it took so long. Excuses, excuses, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's here now. And so I'm not going to waste a lot of time. We'll just jump right into it. But if you're new here, it's pretty straightforward. We're going to take the day to laugh at the Bears by using the words of Bears fans. Now, I'll admit, it's actually pretty tough this year. Last year was real easy. People were furious about how bad things were toward the end of the year. Everybody was questioning Justin Fields. He's not the guy. The coach sucks. The GM sucks. Bears fans, I shouldn't say Bears fans, a lot of content creators have a very positive spin on this. Not all of them. I found a couple diamonds in the rough. But there is also a large fan community. And some of the creators, you could even call more like fans than, you know, they're they're fans with a microphone, which is maybe what you would call me, probably. I don't know. And that's where you're going to get a little bit more honest takes. But also, we got some call-ins. So we get some honesty from uh, the creators. We get some fan creators, and we got some... uh, Positive people making the mistake of doing call-in shows and just absolutely getting thrashed by fans calling in that are just furious. So I'll be honest, in the interest of saving myself some time, this is a little bit chaotic and disorganized. Usually I have like a running list of, of things, whether it be this show, this channel, or themes. There's none of that. It's just a uh, cornucopia, a potpourri, if you will, of... Uh, of glorious goodness. So I guess we'll just get it rocking here. So to start, I'm going to go over to NBC Sports Chicago, along with host David Kaplan. They've got Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, and Dave Wanstead. I'll be honest, not very familiar with Alex Brown, but obviously Lance Briggs, everybody should know, along with Dave Wanstead. I mean, if you're young enough, maybe you're not totally familiar, but uh, I am a fan of Dave and Lance Briggs is a legend. However, Alex Brown is a guy I want to key in on because everybody's being relatively positive. I mean, Wanstead obviously is is realistic, but is biased. I think same with Briggs. They're looking at sort of the bright side of things. And here comes Alex Brown basically saying, I don't know what you guys are talking about. By the way, Dave Wanstead did just end, although he is a, a Justin Fields fan. 
just before this clip I'm about to play, he basically said the difference in this game was two picks. That was what lost the Bears the game. But anyways, here is, after listening to a bunch of positive uh, feelings and, and things, what Mr. Alex Brown had to say. Kind of nervous about this one right here. Because what I saw in that game, um, I saw our quarterback standing in the pocket with a really good pocket, actually. The offensive line, I thought, played yeah. pretty good today. They did? Um, they gave him time, and he threw for a lot of yards, but we weren't able to get an end zone. We end the, end the night with 19 points. I don't know if that's the way to score points <clears throat> with this offense. You have to get him outside the pocket. I don't want to move. By the way, the level of discomfort here, because it's, a, again, a generally positive show. Lance Briggs is the one that just cleared his throat as he's like rubbing his legs and Wanstead went and grabbed his tablet and is like, oh, let me uh, look at this real quick. And Kaplan, the host, has kind of got this sideways look like, what are you doing right now? Like, why, why are you doing this? From 20 to 20. I want, once we get to the 20, I want to be able to get an end zone. And what we saw was Justin staring, like at that last interception, staring down that um, receiver. Now they went after, he is going after Justin. And now the discomfort level is at 11 for everybody because, dude, you can't, <laughs> you can't do this to Justin. It's NFL. You're not going to be able to do that and fit that ball in there. Um, they're going to pick it off. So that's what I saw. I saw a team that decided, well, he only ran the ball, what, two times in the second half? Like, he actually ran the ball? They they wanted him to do it from the pocket. They could give him protection, which they did, but we weren't able to get an end zone. That's that's how you win now. We want to win <clears> the <throat> game. You got to get an end zone. <laughs> so much throat clearing. <laughs> so you moving between the 20s, sure. But once you get in the red zone, we got to be able to put the ball in the end zone. We weren't able to do that. LB. So... Essentially, not that you need a summary, but I'm going to summarize it for you like you're a small child and need my help understanding. What he's saying is, that was nice and all, that was cute, but number one, we probably should have run Justin Fields more. And number two, as he said to start with, I'm worried. And the biggest reason he's worried is because, yeah, we can do some damage between the 20s, but the problem is when we have a game plan that is clearly designed to keep Justin in the pocket and force him to make throws, he can't do it. And yes, he had protection. So that excuse of, well, look at all the, the times he's under pressure. He had plenty of protection. And what we saw is a guy staring down receivers. And yeah, he had some big throws. There's no question about it. He threw some 50-50 balls when our guy, you know, Jair got burned. I mean, that's uh, kudos to making a throw. That wasn't a 50-50. That was a wide open guy down the field. Um the other one was a 50-50 to Jair, which I guess I guess is is a, a good throw. I mean, if what happens if Nikhil doesn't get it or Jair breaks it up? Is that a good throw, or is he an idiot for trying to throw it into tight coverage? But the point is, he's staring guys down, and that resulted in at least one of the interceptions. And that's a problem, right? Just just moving forward, this is an issue. The funny thing is, they say uh, Lance, you know, LB. What 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 do you think? Here's what he says. I want to focus on some of the positive stuff, you know. <laughs> It's like, again, why are you doing this? And here is, here's uh, Alex Brown interjecting with, <laughs> I, I like this guy, realism, right? So Lance Briggs, hey, I want to focus on po some of the positive stuff. And here he comes. You know, well, we lost that, Packers. Yeah, we did. We, we did. We did lose. But you know what? Let's focus on some of the positive things. And Sam before Sanborn. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying so hard. They got to kick this guy out because it right. It's supposed to be a love fest, right? We, uh, even when you talk about negatives, it's kind of with us with kid gloves. It's 
you know, we'd like to see a little bit of this, but I'll tell you what. And <laughs> he comes in, and he's like, I want to focus on positive stuff. He's like, we lost to the Packers. And what is their response? Yeah, well, Sanborn, this this linebacker, he had a lot of tackles. That's what they've that's what they've come to. We've got a star in Jack Sanborn because he had a lot of tackles. They've got a star. You know what? That was his first good game ever, which you get used to that when you're a Packer fan. That that happens a lot. That was his first good game via PFF grade, which isn't perfect, but 80.9 overall grade. You know what his run defense grade was? A 58. It was primarily his tackling ability because he didn't miss tackles, so you get a good tackle grade, and his coverage. But he wasn't good in run defense, and he was not good in pass rush, which he had five pass rush attempts. But for the season, he has a 59.2 overall grade, a 48 run defense grade, 68 tackling, 79 pass rush, 64 coverage. So let's just relax with we have a superstar in Jack Sanborn. I mean, I you know, he's a, he's a former Badger. I like him. Maybe he is going to be great. They, they even went, I'm not going to play it, but they went so far as to compare him to Roquan and say, hey, he has more tackles than Roquan. He has more tackles here than Roquan has there. Like, jeez. So that's, that's it. That's the positive. Shortly after that, you get the host, Mr. Kaplan, and he's, he's so mad. He's saying all this with like this very authoritative sort of tone, and he's looking right at Alex Brown, just almost like trying to use it as an attack against him for how dare you talk about my Bears this way. But he just comes right back at him. So I, I enjoy this exchange of overly positive Bears fans trying to be very uh, praiseful of the team. And again, Alex Brown just brings it right back down to reality. I was really impressed with the effort today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially the defense really did a nice job battling. Right, Look, they're, they're, they played hard, man. They played hard. I thought yeah, the well, linebackers were flying hard. around. I thought the but coverage from guys. The secondary? We, we were saying, who was that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no Brisker. There's no Gordon. And they're secondary guys with really, really good coverage. Absolutely. No question. Then, Kev, the effort is always there. No. No, no, Disagree. no, it's not. It is not. Absolutely. play hard. What do you no. mean? You, you're telling me this team right here doesn't play hard? I'm not just because you, you lose. That you. Mean, a, a more talented team goes out there and beat you. They just beat you. They, they played harder today than we Why? Well, because it was yeah. competitive? Because no, it was a competitive no, game? Because they did no. a really good they job flying to the ball. The tool. Yeah. They play hard. Eberflus, since Eberflus got here, these guys we've been talking about all year on defense, you see them running to the football. We've been talking about it all year. That's effort. That's effort. There was more effort There's today. more effort. There's more, more effort. effort. Yeah. You either give effort or you don't. Disagree. Oh, they gave 110% today? No, they only have 100%. They only have 100 That's all you have. You can't give 110 agree with you on this one, Cap. Yeah, 100%. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> I had myself muted. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you agree. Bunch of homers. But again, it's like we're trying to find any single positive that we can. A- a- effort. We saw them really running around and tackling. Uh, haven't we been saying that about them all year since Iberflus got here that they have? Well, they gave more effort. More effort? We've been saying they've been giving 100% all year, and, and now it's, well, no, no, they gave 110. No, that's not true. They didn't do anything different. Now, granted, that's still a positive. Guys playing hard. That's what the Packers don't have. It's still a positive. But I find it hilarious that they're they're trying to talk about ways in which the Bears are improving, and the guy's like, that's not an improvement. That's the same Bears. It's the same crap team we've seen all year. What are you talking about? And also, I'll, I'll be honest, while this is laughing at the enemy, any opportunity to hear Bears fans and, and Bears legends 
Alex Briggs, Dave Wanstead, praising Packer players. Oh, you better believe I'm going to play that too. Gave us a chance to win. A.J. Dillon was spectacular. 18 for 93 and a touchdown, and he also had 26 yards receiving. He was a beast today. Yeah, buddy. Also, I'm, I'm not going to play it because it's a big exchange. Basically, they're, they're trying to... Sorry, my dog just went nuts, and I have to assume that means somebody let the cat in the house, and the gate was open, and the cat got close to the dog, and I'm just trying to listen to make sure that I don't hear screaming because I'm quite positive my dog would kill that cat because he's a psychotic idiot. He's mostly fake tough, but I've come to learn that English Shepherds are actually extremely territorial. Blaine, if you're listening, I'm still very sorry about your dog. Like, he's never... We take him to dog parks and everything. He's completely fine. But apparently, you bring a dog or a cat or anything inside this house, very different situation. He does not like it. So, I don't hear screaming. I don't hear crying or wailing. So, the dog didn't kill the cat. Maybe the cat will kill the dog. That's not nice. I shouldn't say that. But if it happened, then I guess it happened. Uh, anyways, so, they're, they're, they're essentially... Alex Brown now, because they were, they were talking about Rodgers, and they're like, Rodgers didn't play well. And Alex, the guy who's been trying to keep it centered, kind of took the, uh, the position that you guys are being ridiculous with Rodgers. Like, saying he had a bad day isn't taking into the context of how he's played this year. He's been off, like, this year, you know? And then, and then the, it, the Kaplan guy, excuse me, didn't he have Randall Cobb from me to you away and miss? And he's like, you guys are ridiculous making me defend Rodgers here. But the guy has a broken thumb. But anyways, in summary, here is the end of that exchange. He didn't give away the ball yes. today. He yes. threw a touchdown. Our quarterback has two good thumbs, and he, he gave the ball away twice. And he still played amazing football. He really? Did. You caught a 250 yards, two Alex, interceptions, he's new touchdown. I just said it. No, no, no. A second ago. No, I, I changed. You said he's, I, that's such I amazing play. He hey, played amazing. I ain't going to give away who you, you got. got. I ain't going <laughs> to give away who you got. But I, I know I you give up. Wait a minute. Aaron, or Justin, 80% completion percentage. What does that mean? Through for a season high, 254. What does the 80% mean? If you can just rewind the tape today. Why don't you keep going? Why don't you keep going? Because he had zero touchdowns he thrown, he and he had two interceptions. He ran Come one on, in. Cap. He ran one in. He ran one in. Okay, mm -hmm. but he had two picks late in the game. When, when we needed it the most. When we needed it. That's true. What are you talking about? He had a great game. Come I on. I did not say great. I'm sorry, you agreed with that. Briggs mm -hmm. when he said he had a great game. That's you saying it. He was. I thought he was the better quarterback. You signed off. I thought he did. He was the better, he quarterback, was the better quarterback today. today. With two picks? Mm -hmm. Yes. Even with two picks? Stop. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the other I, guy had a broke I, hand. I, I, <laughs> I never... had a broke thumb. Yeah, in a game like this, turnovers are going to be critical. That, that's what got us the first time. And, Thank you, huh? You know, Appreciate yeah. that. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, except there's a difference, <laughs> Coach. He's got... Now they're arguing with Wanstead. Aaron's got guys running out free. The Whoa, last one... We just, wait a minute. They've been saying this whole time that none of our receivers can get open. Now he's saying our guys are getting wide open free. You see what I'm saying? The lengths they'll go to try to make this so positive. said that, Aaron, that the receivers, our defense was playing well. They were in their face. They weren't actually running free Late a lot. in the second half. That one to Cobb. That's the one that's in the front of your mind. Oh, no, the that one, one to, to Watson Cobb. for the touchdown that broke our back. And oh, we're that talking about to Watson? The one, one that he hit him before the touchdown? Oh, you no, talking no, about that We're talking about two. It's a lot of bickering, but I love, and I love that even Wanstead has to kind of come back to like, you know, I don't know if I can go so far as saying that Justin Fields had a great day or that he was even as good as Aaron Rodgers, who had a bad day and a broken thumb, which, by the way, is my favorite thing in the world. You want to catch Bears fans? Ask them what they think about Justin or about Aaron Rodgers. They're going to say he's washed up. 
He's trash. He's having a crap year. It's over for him. And then ask him who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Justin Fields. Who's having a better year this year, Rodgers or Fields? It's Rodgers. And suddenly it changes. Well, you can't compare a second-year guy to a back-to-back MVP. Oh, oh, now he's a back-to-back MVP. Now he's a Hall of Famer. Suddenly, when you compare Rodgers to Fields, Rodgers is a Hall of Fame, back-to-back MVP, all the best compliments in the world. Because if you're slightly worse than this elite player, then it makes you look good. But if he's complete trash, and Fields isn't even trash, well, then that's that's a problem. And that's what, that's what they're doing on this show. Well, R- Rodgers had receivers open all day. Well, excuse me, you just said that nobody was open and your defense was playing great. Well, late in the game, everybody was open. Oh, so, so you changed your mind. Now guys weren't covered all game. They were covered for about a half, and then the Packers figured it out and the receivers started getting open all day? You didn't say that earlier. You said they were shut down, like the whole game. Basically, what you want to do is just praise, 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 and be completely dishonest and stupid about everything you're saying. That's what's happening right here. And I love that there's a Bears guy who, and again, he's a Bears fan, but he's just trying to keep it realistic. And they are just squirming and trying everything they can to squeeze out a little positive. And so far, the only legitimate positive, which they overstate, but everybody seems to agree, is that Jack Sanborn had a good day. That's it. He's flying around tackling people. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely was. Had his first good day ever. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. And I, I, I got to play this too. This is Lance Briggs defending Justin Fields and saying it was basically a bad play call. And the only reason they called it is because it was late. And he essentially called a Hail Mary. And that's why, that's, that's the, that's why he threw a pick. Isn't, isn't a call that would be made if the Bears were within reach. Agreed. When we look back at that play, when we look back at that play and you look at how long he looked at that receiver, oh, it yeah, had he to should be three be, seconds. No doubt. Yeah, you're not going to complete that ball. The now, call, that call wouldn't have been made. Not just, you got that, coach. Oh, <laughs> He's just like, wait a minute. That call wouldn't have been made. That's not the point he just made that you just agreed to. The point that was made is that he's staring down the receiver for three seconds. That's never going to work. That's the point that was made, and nobody wants to touch it. So, again, they're trying so hard to make excuses for Fields. Look, I, I, PFF gave him a great grade. He made some nice throws in the game, for sure. It was his, his only good game in almost two years, in I think over a year, like his third good game ever in his career in two years. Best game, I think, I think his best game or second best game ever. I mean, as a thrower, too, not just his rushing ability and a 51-yard freaking touchdown. But the reality is the problems are still there and the interceptions are a problem. And it's not that AB or Alex Brown is just being a hate. He's just pointing out reality and they don't like it. Well, that shouldn't, they shouldn't have called that play. Okay, but he still threw a ball to somebody he shouldn't have thrown a ball to because he was staring him down, which also causes problems. Yeah, well, bad play call. I get it. You're right. Bad play call. No, no, that's not, that's not what I said at all. And later, Kaplan chimes in, and he realizes he was wrong. He's talking about Christian Watson was wide open, not on the touchdown uh, pass, but the other one. Realizes it was a run, but still wants to make an excuse. And, of course, A.B. has to call him out for it. Well, it Don't turn the ball over. And, and the, one, the, one, the other Watson touchdown was a run, but our defense was out of gas. Right. Yeah. Right. It wasn't even a throw. So the point some, was, y'all have some real good excuses, so, boy. Yeah, point was, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got some really good excuses. Yeah, so listen, to be fair, Packer fans really don't do this. 
Do you think for one second we would excuse if Justin Fields had run that 51-yard touchdown in the third quarter as opposed to, what was it, the first or second quarter? Do you think we'd be like, well, they were tired. It happens. It's Nobody's to blame. No. Nobody's doing that. Nobody. Nobody's going to sit back and say, well, they were tired. You can't give up big plays like that. There's no excuse for that. And they're trying to excuse that play. And also, apparently, not give Christian Watson any credit. Well, our guys were just tired. He wasn't fast or outrunning anybody. That's not what happened. Here's another fun line. And and this is... uh... This is Kaplan with some some clear honesty here. And and to be fair, the Packers are in the exact same boat in terms of, you know, you want the draft pick, but you want to beat the Bears. You know, you want the draft pick, but you don't want to lose. You want to watch a win. You know, I mean, as a fan, you want to see your team ball out and win. I don't even know what I want anymore. I really don't. I don't think we're going to get a top five. I mean, I'm quite positive we're not going to get a top five pick. I, I don't think we're going to get a top 10 pick. So I'm kind of to the point now where it's like, I, I wouldn't mind if we win out and don't get into the play. What are we going to get? Pick 17 compared to what? Pick 13? If we like win two and lose two or however many are left, I, I just, I'd rather just enjoy my Sundays, you know? But anyways, here is Kaplan uh, trying to kind of put a silver lining on a crap sandwich. We all wanted to beat Green Bay. Yes. But it keeps the Bears at the number two draft pick. It does. It does. I guess that's a silver lining. I just, I hate the Packers. Oh, we, yeah, we don't break we, the record, too, right? felt the like record. we had them. You know, you felt Bears like... have never lost 14 games in a season. No, I'm saying, isn't there a record of some of uh, uh, the history oh, yeah, it of... The... It was tied. Oh, it was tied. Now the Packers are the winningest franchise in NFL in history. history. They're one up on us. But I tell you what, you want to talk about a silver lining. Despite all this, despite all the trash, and, and, and from now on, I think that's what I'm going to throw in, in everybody's face, Vikings fans and, and Bears fans in particular. They want to talk trash about the Packers. They suck. Rodgers sucks. He's washed up. Oh, I'm sorry. In the year in which we supposedly suck, we took over the title of winningest franchise in NFL history. So there. Yeah, well, you're still bad. Okay, well, winningest franchise. Yeah, well, you suck. Okay, winningest franchise. Top dog. By the way, Kaplan had said, and I've never heard this, I'm going to check it in one second, but he said they've never lost 14 games in a season ever. Now, granted, there's more games now. So, I mean, there was a time when losing, well, first of all, losing 14 games would have been impossible way back in the day, but I believe there was also a time where 14 games would have been, you know, 0-14, and and we also added another game now. So, But still, if they lose out, which the Bears right now, I don't know if you've heard this or not, they have the hardest strength of schedule of any team. They play the Eagles, then the Bills, then the Lions, then the Vikings. Lions and Vikings play this week. I'm not sure who's the better team. I mean, I, I think it's the Vikings, but the Lions are on an absolute war path. And after winning four in a row and decapitating the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they, they just got their wide receiver back, and I don't know how long it's going to take to get him acclimated. He did play. Uh, actually, you, you guys already saw the game, so I, I, <laughs> I'm talking like you don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but if, if the Lions win, I, I don't know that they aren't the better team, which is shocking because the Vikings are better than us and we're better than the Bears. That means the Lions would be the best team in the NFC North right now despite the record, but we'll leave that alone. The bottom line is Eagles, Bills, Lions, Vikings, very possibly they lose 14 games. And listen, this is the reason I'm saying there's no reason for optimism. Well, it's it's a rebuild year. You don't have to get worst in franchise history to rebuild. You don't have to get that bad. 
Because I'll tell you what, it's hard to rebuild from there. The Lions were in a very similar situation. They had to rebuild completely from the ground up. And, and we're talking, you rebuild the offensive line, then you rebuild the defensive line, then you're getting corners, and, and you got misses in there. So what, you're going to get one early pick. What are you going to do with it? You're going to get a, probably a defensive player. It's going to be either the defensive tackle or the edge rusher, right? Okay, that's one. So if you get the pass rusher, you now have one pass rusher, no defensive tackles, and question marks across the rest of the defense, right? I know you guys like your safeties. You like one of your corners, although that's a big question mark. You did draft a corner who's another big question mark. You like Sanborn, but in my opinion, that's a question mark. But what about you? You haven't dressed your offensive line. You haven't addressed... Okay, so you got one early second round pick. And they may have more picks. I, I don't know what they've traded or whatever. I could look, but oh, why don't I look? No, they have a first, second, third, two fourths, two fifths, two sevenths. That's a pretty standard... Uh, grouping. I mean, the two fourths is kind of nice, but it's nothing all that magical. So yeah, you, you have the number two pick. Can you fix your franchise with the number two pick? No, you can't. What about the second round? The, the best you could do is maybe get one offensive lineman. And if that guy doesn't suck, which is at best a 50-50 proposition, you've got one. And, and in the clips that are coming, I think somewhere in here, um, I've got this queued up. They're talking about getting rid of guys. Cody White here. Bye-bye. The, uh, the the Lucas Patrick, bye-bye. Larry Borum, bye-bye. So you're, you're purging guys, starters and depth. And you're going to replace them with one guy that's maybe better. You see what I'm saying? You could, you could talk about rebuild all you want. But coming from this far down being this bad, and you're telling me you already have your franchise quarterback and he's looking super promising, that is the number one piece. If you've got that guy in place right now, with Darnell Mooney, who, I mean, you can say, well, I, okay, well, if, if you're giving up on Darnell Mooney and he's officially trash, then you have to rebuild all your wide receivers. But he has a wide receiver. He is a, a elite quarterback. Despite all the whining about the offensive line, as best as I can tell, they at least sometimes do a good job. If this is the best production you can get and you have that dude at quarterback and all you're doing now is trying to build around it and rebuild the defense and everything, I just, I don't know, man. It's a tough spot. And, and, and to think that you're going to rebuild in 2023, like you're ready to go, no. Zero chance. Zero. I mean, again, even if you get a pass rusher and he is like the best in football, you had Khalil Mack in 2018 when you had an elite defense and you lost. Well, we didn't have the quarterback. Right, and you're not going to have Hicks and you're not going to have all these other guys that you did have. I mean, what I'm saying is, at best, you're getting Khalil Mack back. He's already been here. Didn't do anything for you. Then Mr. Insecure Kaplan, who is just obsessed with Justin Fields and has some weird, creepy obsession with the guy. He has a shirt that says QB1, and he says, it's all right, at the end of the day, we got that guy. And he's looking over at uh, Alex Brown saying, yes, yes, we do, so take that. But anyways, I like this exchange because he's got a plan about how we're going to fix everything. Here, here's, here's the plan. <laughs> we're good. We'll be okay. Trade back. Then trade back again. By the way, can you just tell how completely insecure he is about his team? You can tell he doesn't believe it. And, and it's funny because I think a lot of Bears fans are that way. They talk big, but the fact that he's sitting there over and over, yeah, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. We got our quarterback. It's okay. The, the amount of self-talk and self-soothing that he's trying to do to, to emotionally cope with this disaster of a franchise is insane. But anyways, uh, please continue. And maybe trade back a third time. That's why we're taking a great player. 
Nah. Enough to trade back. We ain't got a win. Hey, we, we, we ain't got one hole to fill, Coach. We got like 11. <laughs> Listen, we got coach. a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. True. We so, gotta, we'll, yep. so we'll see what happens in the free agency. And then if it's if we get enough in free agency and we, we'll we're one plenty. player away. We're going to get plenty. <laughs> we're going to get plenty. <laughs> now, free agency is an option. But you can't get whoever you want in free agency. You can only get who's available. And again, the wide receiver class, I can't speak to everything else, is pretty trash. The, the cream of the crop that everybody talks about as far as offensive line is Elton Jenkins. He isn't touching free agency. It's the problem with these free agency lists is it's everybody whose contract is about to expire. The vast majority, especially of the really good players, are not going anywhere. But it's funny because Dave Wanstead just spelled it out, and, and they, were, they were not happy about it, but I think it's the reality. He was saying you got the number two pick. Presumably that's what they think they'll have. And you trade back, you trade back, you trade back a third time, and you just amass this huge pile of picks, and you just fill a bunch of holes, and hopefully a bunch of them hit, and you're just you're just scattershotting it. And um, the problem is, I think Dave Wanstead is right. He says, "What's wrong with taking a great player?" And I think they will. Now, maybe they may, it de- it depends on what somebody offers. It depends what's on the board, who's on the board. If they just are only enamored with, let's say, the the pass rusher, and he maybe goes number one, which I would be surprised, but who knows? Maybe the quarterback class ends up becoming very weak, which I don't actually think it's a very good quarterback class, but I do think he'll probably go. Somebody will go number one. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Bears fans expect and hope for a, a big trade back with a bunch of picks, just a big pile of them, including next year, and, and I think they're just going to take that pick, and that's going to be the end of it. And then it will just come down to free agency. But the biggest issue with free agency is you, that's an all-in move. You're not ready for all-in because this is the, the free agents are short timers. Now they don't. Some of them can be younger guys, and you buy out their big old contract. You know they're they're having some labor dispute or something with their team, and you can get a 26 year. I mean that's what we did with Zadarius. I mean it wasn't even a, a, a dispute necessarily. They just let him hit free agency, and we took him. Um, you know, he was 26, Preston was 26, Amos was 26. I think all three of them were when we brought him in here. And you can give them long-term contracts. But, I mean, what what exactly is long? 26 isn't exactly 22. So if you're 26 and you can be up and running in two to three years, okay, fine. But again, can the Bears be up and running in two to three years? With the amount of deficiencies they have, I think the draft is the better path to go. Build for the future because you have so many holes. They're, they're, they're essentially doing it backwards. You should build through the draft, and then when you're a couple players away, you go to free agency. What they're talking about, and, and I'm not saying this is the official strategy, but it's what Briggs mentioned, is or Briggs or AB, I don't remember. But um, the strategy that, that one of them brought up was, well, yeah, I mean, maybe if, uh, maybe if you fill a bunch of holes in free agency and you only got one or two left, then you go to the draft. That's the exact opposite and wrong way to do it. You think you're going to fill so many holes in free agency that because because the other problem is now you're now you're doing need based stuff. What if you find some pass rushers in free agency and you pass up on the guy that you should have drafted? Would you do that? I mean, the Packers didn't. Maybe the Bears wouldn't either. But then now you're talking about wasting money in free agency. But if you're not going to do it now, you're passing up on really high end talent at a position of need that is the best player available. Now you're drafting incorrectly. Because of what you did in free agency, which isn't building for the future, but the draft is. So this next clip is from the same show, but it's a little segment that they did. Uh, it's called Who You Got, and it's A.B. and Briggs picking the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, and coach. Now, they kind of messed up the first part. They said they both picked Justin Fields, but A.B. did not. He picked Aaron Rodgers, said he was the better quarterback. It's all kind of just a muddled, nonsensical thing that doesn't make sense in terms of audio. So just know that... Um, 
AB said that Rodgers was the better quarterback than Justin Fields. Then they move on to running back. Yeah, all right, all right, there we go. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. He balled out. He yeah. he ran the ball hard, and then you don't see running backs like him anymore in the league. No, no, you don't. The big guys, the no. big bruisers. They want Whoa. the guys that can split out and yeah. cause a problem with the linebackers. This guy causes a problem right out of the back. But there's a place for guys like this. You I mean, know so. what I mean? You know, there's a, the, the linebackers are smaller, they're faster. You get bigger, larger uh, running backs, and they're mm-hmm. going to run through these tackles. Absolutely. Agreed. He had a great day. Yep. The next one is wide receiver. I'm just going to probably just let it play through. I mean, you know, they're not super concise, so I can't just get little sound clips, but that's fine because it's worth it. But suffice it to say... Um, one guy who you could probably guess picked a random Bears player, and the other one picked the right person, who was Christian Watson. Agreed. He had a great day. Yep. Wide receiver, tight end. Ooh, okay. I went with Equiminius Saints Brown. First of all, he can't even say the guy's name right. <laughs> Equinimius. And hilariously, for whatever reason, the guys in the control room put T. Brown. His name is Equinimius Saint Brown. And they put T. Brown. <laughs> These guys are idiots. Well, why? Because he led receivers in, in catches today. I thought, you know, uh, when the okay. ball was up, we, we took some shots. I love that response. Um, why did you take Equinemius St. Brown? Mm-hmm. Took some shots when, it was, when, it, when that ball came down, he made some great catches. Two touchdowns. So, Two touchdowns. Here's the difference. <laughs> Here's the difference. He caught a touchdown on fourth down mm-hmm. from Aaron Rodgers, and then the little reverse or run that he had uh, late in the game to kind of seal that game for them. This young man right here, and I know the Bears are looking at him during the draft. Yeah. He was slow coming along uh, early in the season. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. Like, he's a really good player, and this is his first year. He's going to be a problem. He's a Packer. I get it. All right, defense. (laughs) He doesn't even want to engage in it, but he's – I get it. He's a Packer. All right. I get it. But no, I, I love that. And again, AB's the only guy, and he he's he's seems like he's just leaning pro Packers. You'd have thought he's a Packer fan, but again, he's just he's just being honest. Who was the better quarterback? Now maybe you could argue Fields in terms of total productivity if you factor in that run, but stat line, it's hard to argue. I mean, Rodgers wasn't great with yards. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think Fields might have had more. I don't know. But it wasn't a lot. It was like 230, zero touchdowns and two picks. Running back unanimously A.J. Dillon, but then, uh, of course, you've got the Bears fan who doesn't want to give Christian Watson any credit, but I, I love that, um, and, and, and this, is, this is pretty regular. I mean, you're, you're seeing it from a lot of people, and that's how you know it's, it's something different, right? I mean, I remember that with, with Brett Favre when I was younger. I, I remember that with Aaron Rodgers. You, can't, you, you hate him, but you can't help but respect him. Um, there are certain guys that are like that. We haven't really had that a ton. I think we've had that with Jair. You know, he got his respect. Rashawn is, is close. And, that, and that's the crazy thing. Rashawn didn't get respect until year three. And even now it's like, yeah, he's pretty good. But nobody respects him for what he is. And maybe it's just because he's a wide receiver and he's making plays that are just right in your face, right? This is what the fans and media love is wide receivers. So if you can, if you can do it. But, but I mean, the stat lines, it, it's, it would be like if Rashawn in his first year had like seven sacks in four games. You know what I mean? Like he just started and he's just tearing up the league. That's what Christian Watson is doing right now. If he was up there with some of the league leaders in sacks right now, like he's second or third in sack total numbers, tied for third or whatever, and he's played four games. And so you're, you're seeing it. It's You can't deny it. I mean, it's entirely possible that he doesn't end up being a, a great receiver or whatever. He doesn't maintain this. But 
you know, as it stands right now, it's pretty unanimous from everybody, whether whether or not the Bears fans want to say it out loud or not. Some do, some don't. I love hearing from a former Chicago Bears player, this guy is going to be a problem for a long time, and he would not let that go. And, and Lance Briggs, I, I, I got to give him credit, man. Ex-Bears fans are super loyal. I mean, they're they're on these shows. I mean, we, we got some Packers too, Gilbert Brown and, and Tausch and, and those guys, but I mean, these guys are fiercely loyal. And they do not really tolerate trash talk. I mean, literally, Briggs right now is a big dude who is very angry that uh, he's praising Christian Watson. And then you had, what's his name? The uh, former Bear, Olin Krutz, who stuffed a media guy in a locker. (laughs) I think he got sued for that, but I mean, come on. I mean, these guys don't play around with the Chicago Bears. It is serious business. This is, Chicago Bears may as well be their mama. And if you're talking bad about them, they're going to put you in your place. You got to kind of respect it, but it's also funny because they're just bad and they're really reaching on all this. Uh, then for defense, they both said Jack Sanborn, but then they have to go to coach, head coach. And here's what they had to say about which coach was better. Hey, I mean, we, it's very hard, very hard. We, we haven't caught the flu in a while. The flu season is over flu right season now. Is over. Flu, flu season, season is over. Season is it's gonna to be tough to get back in the flu season. That's true. It's gonna be. We got tough. Philly. We got Buffalo. Yes. We got Detroit. That's humming right now. Yeah, and Minnesota. It's gonna be and, Min- and Minnesota. Ah, Minnesota. What happened? It's gonna be rough. It's gonna. We got La Fleur today. I guess he just, his team made more plays today, it especially is. in the second half. Right. Which I thought that our team. We adjust um, well, yeah. and we didn't do that today. We came out and scored three points um, after the second half, and it just didn't feel the same as the first half with the same Agreed. energy. So, but we were missing a lot of players. We're missing a lot of missing players. Missing a lot of players, but I don't want the coaches. I heard uh, Coach Iberflu say that on, um, on his uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lean on that either. I want to make sure everybody's doing their job because in that first half, we were up 16 to 10. Yep. With why that same group out, that you why, say, right? Correct. That don't, same group. Don't give me a disclaimer. Correct. If you're going to come out and you're going to play ball this way. Exactly. Because they can do it. Yeah, give me the disclaimer if you're going to come out and play ball less uh, uh, below par, under Agreed. par. I'll tell you what, Lance Briggs is a monster. I just, I, I, I have a lot of respect for a lot of Chicago Bears players, uh, especially along that defense, and Lance Briggs is one of them. This dude, this dude is wearing a T-shirt that looks baggy. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, he's got kind of a gut or whatever, and it's hanging down to like almost mid thigh. And it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's, it's a baggy shirt. His arms, which are pure muscle, are going to shred that shirt. He has got to have like 30 inch biceps. I hate to be like man crushing on, on a former Chicago bear, but good Lord, this guy would just, I mean, he paralyzed me if he ever gave me a bear hug, bear hug. Ha ha. But anyways, uh, flu season is over. I love that. Anyways, we're somehow almost 40 minutes in. We haven't even barely scratched the surface, so i got to kind of speed this up. (laughs) Anyways, uh, that's all we got so far. Why don't we take a break right here? We'll take a quick break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Please check out Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry.org. See if it's something that you'd be interested in supporting. Uh, Any and all support uh, would be greatly appreciated. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Albert Einstein. Insanity. Playing the Packers twice per season and expecting a win. Dan Shortino. Uh, are we insane? Are we f***ing insane? Have we all lost our minds? Why? Why? Why do we expect a win? That makes us clinically insane. This, by the way, is a new entry, Bears Country Podcast. We haven't uh, played anything from them ever, but I certainly appreciate the intro to their show being that. But I'm going to let this ride out a little bit. He's got a his co-host, Lynn, on the show, and um, it's really just listening to a Bears fan lay out and unleash decades' worth of pent-up rage. And it's nice. It's nice to hear. Pain? We are for sure insane. I mean, Dan, how did you feel when the fat lady sang on Sunday? He wanted to implode. <laughs> I don't. I, I, my. I don't even have. As I've gotten older, uh, I used to have extroverted anger. I guarantee you there is a hole, just a small one, in my condo in Round Lake, Illinois, somewhere. Yeah. And it's because of that Philadelphia loss in 2001. Yeah. You know, in the playoffs. Yes. I, I After they went like 13 and 3. Right, but, right. But the here's what happened. When the Bears played the Packers in the 2010 championship, I I, I you not, I... I laid in bed from like the first four hours in the morning, and we were we were living in Colorado, so we were, we drove an hour to uh, to Colorado to Golden, Colorado, where Coors Beer is, and right. the Bears bar there, and we thought let's go down there and watch the Bears there, yeah. with all these fans. So I the, before we left the first four hours, I laid in bed and meditated. <laughs> and I thought of every single scenario that could possibly happen in that game because I just fucking knew that we could not win that game. It just, it, 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 something in the back of my mind just was just like, it's, you, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. It's a new era. We should be able to be with this team, but something was telling me it's not going to happen. So don't, 
you know, don't kick holes in walls and stuff. So meditate right. you know, and think of every single possible scenario to this entire game. And then you'll be prepared for every one of them. Yes. And when Cutler didn't come back in at halftime, when you had no visible notice that he was injured prior to that, that just made my, something just popped my head and a screw went loose. And I went, bing! And I, I immediately just died inside. And I said, like 10 minutes later, I said to my wife, I'm like, let's just go. She's like, Caleb Haney is in the game. We're not going to win this game. Let's oh go. Oh, my God. I forgot about him. So we left and, of course, listened to it on the ride home. And it, no, actually, we got home and I, I saw that they lost because I, I had direct TV. And I just had nothing. I, 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 something inside of me died that day. And it took yeah, years for yes. it to come back because that was in the beginning of the Aaron Rodgers era. Ugh. After far and here we forever. are, and then that kickstarted the decades later. Yep. Aaron Rodgers owning us, and somehow I was able to come back after the Fox yeah. era. At twelve and five, he owns us, and on Sunday after that game, I just sat there and stared at the TV for thirty minutes. I don't think I moved. Didn't say a word. I I don't even know what was on TV. I know it was another game, and I was just. And then finally, I'm like. Then I was pissed. I was heartbroken. I was, you know, you know, embarrassed. You know, it was just, I'm like, it, that's it. I got nothing left. You know, 47 years of watching them. And right now I got nothing. We I was not just, beat this coach of theirs. No. And the thing is, again, if we play three quarters, we can, we would have won the game. Right. And then they start that fourth quarter, those penalties. I mean, oh, my I God, know. you know how I feel about those penalties. And the penalties happened. You know, we get down there. He throws a great pass to a comment. We go to the fourth quarter. Evans runs that wonderful run to the 10-yard line, and we self-destruct again. Mm -hmm. We got the field goal. Didn't matter. Well, we were up 10-19, but then we, uh, you know, with Santos missing an extra point again. And then, you know, then the defense gives them two first downs. They go and score. Now it's 17-19. You're like, oh, this is just going to go bad. And, and you knew when he missed the PAT, you were like. I said, if we lose again, that's it. I'm done. And then when we, you know, we go down, you know, all that happened. And he scores. He goes. To do, take us up another score, and he misses the field goal. Four points. Now, we all know they they lost by nine, but the thing is, as we've talked about, if we get those other points, then we're up by at least one to two scores. The momentum is everything, right? Right. right. And then who knows? But again... And then the penalties, and then that interception, which I don't think was Fields' fault. It was the receiver. And that was St. Brown, right? Yeah. Okay. I've watched I've watched the play over and over and over. It was St. Brown. He was he was a quite honestly. He pretty much gave the ball to the defender. I mean, Fields couldn't have done any better what he did. In that situation. I'm sorry I had to bleep that out. I hope you can figure out what she just said. Um the best I can come up with is sort of effeminate, um, not masculine. 
very close to sissy. We'll leave it at that. As a wide receiver, you need to be paying attention to the guy defending you. Don't go outside of his right. He got the lead in that. And then can I, can I just say I love Bears content. I I there is I, I've got some clips and I got to hurry up and get over to him pretty quick. So I'll probably just cut this off here. I think this is good enough. But you know there are as I said earlier, you've got the the news media people who have positive spins on everything. Right. And and even then you got former players and stuff who are like, What you guys are psychotic. But then you get the longtime Bears fans who have just had enough. Especially, you know, Lynn here says she's been watching for forty two years. One of the guys, um, one of the shows that I'm gonna go to probably next because I want to get to it because it's hilarious. Um, first of all, all these shows are hilarious. They don't mince words, they're very um very hostile. And um, they're they're not they're not looking for the silver lining. This is a trash year, and we just lost to the freaking Packers. And their hatred for the Packers is there's nothing like it. I don't know if there's a bigger hatred of a fan base toward another fan base than there is for Bears fans toward Packer fans. I shouldn't say fans. So, well, kind of, but Bears fans toward the Packers. I don't know if it exists. I don't know what it would even be. So yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoy listening to it. And not just because it's laughing at the enemy. I mean, that, that, that just makes it basically Packers content. So it's, it's, it's really just really good Packers content. It's Bears fans trashing the Bears. Just from the standpoint of, obviously, I, I wish it was better. But it's, it's, it's so good. Especially, again, shows like this. Dan, you know, I mean, he's, he's not as old as Lynn. He looks like he's about my age. But that's old enough, man. I mean, if he's my age... That means he just missed the good parts of the Chicago Bears and has seen nothing but Packers dominance his entire life. Bears fans that are my age, I, I can't imagine anything worse. But all right, let me get this one going because uh, we may be probably not going to be able to get through everything, and I want to be able to sure get over to this show. So this is the, uh, what is this, Chicago Bears Central show, and uh, we'll just leave it at that and see how she goes. Bobby, what's your, yep. what's your festivity level right now, bro? How pissed off are you at the result of this game? Man? A 10 for a 10. I feel like the defense play exceptionally well. Um, but then you got to get into the play calling of the Chicago Bears down when they could have went up, yeah. I believe, about 10 points on the Green Bay Packers. And Luke Gessie decided to run the ball on the third and five. I believe it was, and that was the momentum switch of the game because you could have you could have attacked you could you could have been more aggressive. You could have called a pass play and then tell your quarterback who's a running quarterback, well not a running quarterback, but who has the ability to get out of the pocket and make. Mm-hmm. To- Whoops! <laughs> not supposed to call him a running quarterback. That's uh, that's not allowed. If if things break down, go make a play with your And that just True. wasn't the case. He decided to turn around and hand it off to the running back, and boom, they stuffed that And then you had your special teams kicker, Cairo Santos, somebody who was automatic last year, who has not been automatic this year. You know, he couldn't hit them. He couldn't hit the uh, extra point. He couldn't hit the field goal. That, if you get those points on the board, it's a different ball game. So that's the start, right? That's one of the guys 
how you feeling about the game? That sucked, right? <laughs> they hate kickers, and I'll tell you what, they got a guy that's coming on, starting with this next clip, and um, I've never seen somebody hate a kicker more in my entire life. And I don't, I don't just mean this kicker, especially this kicker, but every kicker that has ever kicked a football, um, this guy has pure, unadulterated hate for. But here are, and I, I'm going to probably have to do a lot of editing, here are, I forget his name, but here's the next host's thoughts on the Bears game. Is this, this loss was absolutely because of Lou Getty. Carl Santos definitely has his place in it, but we can't take away Justin Fields' uh, place in it either. Those two interceptions were very yep. costly. Justin Fields absolutely played into this team losing this game as well. Yeah. This is the, this is the host host, so the the guy that's speaking, not the guy that I was referring to. So this is the main host. I've got more clips of just him on a call-in show that I'm going to try to get to, which is also great. But um, again, so so he's saying it's on Getzy, it's on Fields a little bit, right? Um, and I'm I'm thinking he's going to kick it over pretty soon. Here. Absolutely did. What's going on, C Dub? There he is. What's C-Dub. up, man? Damn. You called a hell of a game, though, bro. You called a hell hey, of a game. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, hell thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate that, man. Now, when I start getting on these kickers, don't y'all dare <laughs> say anything to me, bro. They not athletes. They bro, why plumbers. Did we hold, why did we plumbers. hold on to the extra the kicker that we had when we signed when Santos was down, bro? He went five for five, five bro. For five. And we rewarded that with cutting his Bro, we're like, cutting them. Oh man! Oh man! A perfect day. Go ahead, you cut. You go home now, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. I I I don't know who C Dub is, but I love that guy. This whole show, on top of a bunch of other stuff that he has to say, he keeps calling kickers plumbers, saying they're not athletes and they should go play soccer somewhere. <laughs> oh, this makes me so happy. I want to do this every day. I'm I'm gonna officially change the Packernet podcast to the. Uh, Laughing at the Enemy podcast, and it's just going to be trashing football teams, mostly the Bears. Tell me that wouldn't be a good podcast. I know somebody's going to rip that off, and that's fine. I'm going to do it better anyway, so you go ahead and try it. Give it the old college try. <laughs> That'd be a good show, though. I, I, I told y'all I am not riding with Lou Gessie like five weeks ago, bro. Lou Gessie is, is shit, bro. He trash, bro. How many times you gonna run a wide receiver stream, uh, screen before you see that the Green Bay Packers are already waiting for that? They waiting for that play, bro. Bro, every time, bro, it's trash. Give us a chance to win the game, Luke Gessie, bro. He didn't give us a chance to win right here, bro. He did some good plays, so I'll give him that. But when he counted, he was nowhere to be found, bro. He calling fucking draws. No, he was somewhere was... to be found. He was found calling the wrong goddamn place. <laughs> where he was found. No, he was Bro, found. It's not that he wasn't found. Shout out to Bears Forever for the Super Chat. Thank you for supporting the channel. He says, this coaching staff is a problem. They're showing signs of incompetence. Bro. This is so funny, too, because they've gone back and forth on Getsy so many times. Like, to start the season when the Bears offense was garbage, Getsy was public enemy number one in Chicago. I mean, that, that guy had to wear one of those uh, ski masks all around Chicago, which, you know, you'd probably get away with that. Nobody think twice, like, oh, yeah, there's another one. You know, because of the cold, I mean. Um, but then the offense started turning around, and Justin Fields started having an impact, and, and they found a way to, to utilize the run game, which is, you know, 
the two running backs, the road grading offensive line, and of course, Justin Fields, and just shred people on the ground and actually score a bunch of points, win a bunch of games by a bunch. I mean, like what, one or two. And now Getsy's a genius. The guy is absolutely amazing. And now they lose to the, the Green Bay Packers and there's some questionable calls or whatever. And he's back to being just the biggest joke. Cut him, fire him, shoot him, whatever you got to do. I love it. I will say, though, although this is laughing at the enemy, they they were picking on Rodgers a little bit, and I thought it was funny. I was chuckling, and so I'll 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 I will allow it. And Rodgers and Rodgers looked like he was fiending up there for his next hit of that pipe. <laughs> he was just ready to get back to that pipe. That's what he looked like. Oh, um, uh, let's go. Hell no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Rodgers went through with the draws live on the. Damn field, that's crazy to me. Bro. Aaron Rodgers out there, yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers out there selling plays for crack, bro. He's selling <laughs> plays for next play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, I'll tell you what, you will. We finna run right now. You give me a little rock. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Rodgers had a, a little bit of a down day. I'll say that, and they turned it into. <laughs> He's selling plays for crack. <laughs> oh, shut up. That's funny. Anyways, if you're mad at me, let's get back to this guy making fun of kickers, shall we? Because that's yeah. always good. Hey, look. Kickers are not athletes. <laughs> F- a kiffer. F- a kicker. They are not good for shit. Santos, the World Cup is going. I know your, 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 your name is, is, is uh. Latino. Y'all, you should be... Uh, you should be uh, disappointed in yourself, bro. You was <laughs> awful. You was hired to kick field goals. You was hired to kick extra points. You left four f-ing points on the board. You are f-ing disgraced the Chicago Bears. I don't want to see you on this team for the next couple years, bro. I don't want to see you on this team next year, bro. Somebody cut this Santos, bro, and I'm done. Come back to the, come, y'all. Come back, bro. I feel lonely. <laughs> Did you, you feel better now? You got that off your chest. You feel, you feel a little bit better. I think, there, I, bro. I, good. I, think I think I'm straight, bro. You good? You good? Oh, I don't want to see him though. I don't pull up no pictures of Santos Hayes. Don't pull up no pictures of that, bro. I'm tired of his. You know how ridiculous I am. I it's one o'clock. I forgot football was on. I'm just. I mean, I. As you can hear it in the background, it just started. I just turned it on. I, 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 I guess I just lost track of time is what happened. I've been working on this, uh, this glorious podcast here, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing these clips, and I'm like, is this from last week? Why, why are there so many like Eagles clips? What's going on here? It's random. Oh, it's 1 o'clock. You missed an hour of football. Vikings, Lions, 7-7. Seven, seven. So there you go. Anyways, continuing... Anyways, the final clip that I had for this particular show just kind of highlights the low standards they now have for Valus Jones. Um, remember, he was supposed to be, you know, this elite returner, and, and he's fine, but he was also going to be a better wide receiver than, oh, dang, one throw. Was that? No way. Oh, that's DJ Chark. One play, touchdown. I know you've seen it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's just crazy. So remember, Valus Jones was going to be kind of a big deal. Here's where they're at now with Valus Jones. Come on now. Further than what he did. But overall, how'd you guys think about uh Velis Jones today in the um in the kick return game? That mother caught the ball. <laughs> That's a start there. 
<laughs> hey, good job for uh, Vellis Jones for doing what he was supposed to do. Catch the ball on a fucking kickoff. Good job. And just like that, Vellis Jones is already Amari Rogers. Useless as a wide receiver and a liability as a kick returner. So, there you go. Anyways, we got time for some more, I think, right? We can keep this party going. Uh, one of my favorite Bears shows, uh, Bears Now by Chat Sports. And I'll tell you what, if you are, um, because I don't, I don't think I'm going to be the guy to do it. If you're looking to break into this whole thing, or maybe you're already in it, but you're just looking for another thing to do, reach out to the Chat Sports people and tell them you want to be the Packers guy. I've seen that they've tried it in the past. There are some that are very successful, some that are not. But if you can turn that thing into something... This Bears one, which I think Dallas is bigger, but Bears is one of the biggest. 57,000 subscribers. They're getting about 10... I mean, this this one here is about 10,000. I mean, you get 10,000 views a day, plus these live streams, I mean, they, they're making hundreds. Even if it's a 50-50 split between them and Chat Sports, if you can pull in 500 bucks for a video, you're talking $250. I mean, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. you got a lot of, a lot of free time, but uh, that would be the way to go. Just throwing it out there. But they do a good job. You might remember they did a live stream. I think it was for Packers Bears. And uh, they were drinking and they were taking just pull after pull and they were just plastered and it was kind of a funny show. But anyways, um, this is also a very pro Bears, very positive Bears, very rarely get anti, although when things get when things get bad, they, they get super negative, but, or this guy in particular. However, they do a lot of uh, super chats and some of the super chatters are not... Uh, Super great. I want to start with this. It's not overly negative, but um, this is just a question about cut candidates. I talked about this earlier. I said I would hope, hopefully be able to have time to bring it up, but it's um, it's guys that are potentially not going to be for the Bears next year. It kicks off this mailbag. Harrison, Bears cut candidates. You know, I, I, we'll definitely do a video of this in the offseason, probably multiple times, uh, but uh, guys that really stand out right off the bat. Cody White here. He's been okay this year. He's getting older. I think he can do better at left guard. I think he's a guy you could cut. I wouldn't do this, but Eddie Jackson, you could save almost half of his contract if you cut him. Now, you would eat about nine. I just just want to pause here for a second because remember, a couple things. First of all, the idea that we're just adding, 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 adding. You're always also subtracting. Now, if you recall, they, I don't know if it, was it Tevin or was it before Tevin Jenkins? I think it was before because I don't think Tevin ever played left tackle. I don't know. But um, they had ended up drafting a guy, let's just call it Tevin, and releasing their left tackle. And I forget his name too, but he was a long-standing tackle. He played very, very well for the Bears. They released him. They drafted a guy. The guy they drafted was garbage. Might have been Tevin. And the guy they released uh, went on to be good for several more years. Now, I'm not opposed to the idea of cutting a guy before he gets too old and bringing somebody else in, but it's... As he said, well, we could we can do better. We can upgrade him. If you get rid of Cody Whitehair and just draft a guy and say, okay, we got a guy, we're moving on from Cody, very good chance you're going backwards. But anyways, continuing with the cut candidates. $9 million in dead cap. I would bring him back if he gets healthy from that list, Frank, uh, injury because I think he's a leader and he was a good player on this team this year. But he could be a guy. Um, you know, I'd have to look at some other names uh, on top of it. Uh, how about this as a dark horse? about Larry Borum? Started the year at the, as a starter, was inactive last week. I don't know. I think that's a name to keep an eye on. Big offseason coming up for Larry Borum. Again, guys leaving, 
but also a lot of offensive linemen, which is already a problem. And you may be going backwards. No, no, we got some high picks. We got so much money. Okay, we'll see. Best of luck to you. I mean, they, they brought in Riley Reef. What's he doing? Riley Reef, based on his career and how good he's been, should be the best offensive lineman they have on their team. He's not playing. You can't just put money down and say, there, we fixed it. What if it doesn't work? What if they're not good? You're going through the season assuming you've got that fixed, and then you release somebody who maybe isn't the best, but at least you know his floor, and you kick him out the door because you went out and paid a bunch of money for some guy, assuming that, oh, I'm sure the, the, the floor won't just drop out. But what if it does? Oh, geez, Amari Rogers got a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. If he goes on to be a good receiver, I'm going to be pissed. Because I've been saying since day one, oh, I said in Dallas. He's not playing for Dallas. He's playing for Houston. That makes it even worse. Deep right to Amari Rogers for a 28-yard touchdown. The guy's played, what, one game in Houston? Whatever. We'll see how it goes. Oh, I just saw the video of that touchdown. Jeez. Between two guys, he goes up and gets it. That's his first touchdown. Good Lord. I'm already ticked off. Anyways, continuing on with uh, the show that we're here for. Um, if you've been listening for a while and have heard these segments before, you know about a guy named Sang Ray Kim. And uh, the host is not a big fan of Sang Ray Kim, aside from the fact that that dude has pumped so much money into this show, it's crazy. Um, he's constantly giving donations so that his comments can be read, and his comments are always very anti-Bears. He's, he's a negative Bears fan, like a lot of negative Packer fans, but um, I think that's a little more normal for Bears fans. But anyways, uh, here's Sang Ray Kim. Sangray Kim says coaching gets a big fat F. Fireflus get Sean Payton. What do you guys think? You want Sean Payton? You want Matt Eberflus? Who would you rather have? Type uh, type uh, E for Matt Eberflus or type P for Sean Payton? It's hilarious because he won't even engage with the guy anymore. He's like, what do you guys think? Put it in the comments. Don't care. Moving on. Thanks for the $2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coaching gets a big fat F. Fireflus get Payton. All right, let's go to this conversation because it's a sticky one because there's a lot of factors here, but should we be concerned about the coaching staff at all? Um, Matt Eberflus and co., I thought, made some critical errors against the Packers in that game. Coaching mistakes, which, look, they happen. Players make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. No one throws a perfect game. I get all that. But there were four critical errors, in my opinion, that directly led to this loss. Matt Eberflus calling a timeout late in the first half. It was fourth and four. You'd gotten a stop. There was a running clock. I think the Packers were going to run that down to three seconds and kick a field goal. For some reason, with 23, 24 seconds left, Eberflus takes a timeout. Packers talk it over. They go for it and get a touchdown. That's a four-point difference there. Now, maybe the Packers go for it anyway and get it, but what does that timeout help you for? Even if you get the stop, you have less than 20 seconds to go. Uh, I mean, I guess you're hoping for a big kickoff return, which you got anyway, and you still took a knee. So I was confused by that decision. I think it was a bad move on Eberflus's part. There wasn't enough time. There was 45 seconds. Yeah, take the timeout, and if you get the ball back, uh, something could happen. Number two, the wildcat sequence from Luke Getze. You're going straight down the field. It's first and goal at the nine-yard line. You call wildcat. 
doesn't go anywhere. There's a holding call anyway. Pushes you back. Then you run the ball two more times for negative three yards. So then it's third and goal at the 22. Justin Fields completes a 12-yard pass to the 10-yard line. You have to kick a field goal. You didn't give your quarterback a realistic chance to make up for that uh, awful Wildcat decision. You ran it two more times. Fields was cooking yesterday. That, that was stupid by Getze. Then later in the game, on third and five in field goal range, they hand the ball off to Montgomery for one yard. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're running it there, you're going to go for it on fourth down. You don't. So it's a double whammy on that one. Whammy on number one on Luke Getze for running the ball on third and five. And then whammy number two on Matt Eberflus for kicking a field goal there with a two-point lead. And then it got blocked. I said it on the watch party. Kicking that field goal, you deserve to miss it. And guess what? It got blocked because that was the, uh, the wrong decision there. You should have gone for it, tried to get a touchdown, and made it a two-score game. Coaching staff blew this game. They just did. I mean, you know, they're learning. It's a young staff. It's a first-year head coach. I get all that. First-year play caller, and there's been some good things from Luke Getze, but there's been some situational stuff sprinkled in throughout the year that I haven't been a fan of. Really, yesterday, I didn't have any major beef with Alan Williams, but we know he's had some question marks all year. Eberflus, he's kind of conservative, kicks too many field goals for me, especially as an underdog team this year. I don't know. I felt like uh, the coaching staff blew this game more than anyone else. We'll leave it at that. I'm not going to lie. There might be a part two. I'm going to go back and watch their watch party, and um, it won't be like two days in a row unless I get a barrage of emails and messages saying, please do part two. But um, I am curious how that watch party went because that, that, those are always the best clips. Uh, I tell you what, I got a few more, but I think we're just going to leave it at that hour and six-ish minutes in. But anyways, you guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.